This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. It is Maryland Monday. We're going to talk about it. Ohio State coming off their off week. Um, Buckeyes favored by 19 and a half. We're going to get into all things Maryland, plus a lot more. Um, Before Dan and I delve into that, I want to tell you guys again about one of our great sponsors, AG1 the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 every morning. I feel great. I have more energy, just feel better in general. Um, as I told you guys, I was a little concerned because I'm, I'm, I'm very picky eater and drinker. Um, I, you know, I, my wife always says, uh, she, I remind her of our uh, youngest daughter who is the pickiest eater in the world. Uh, so I was concerned about the, the taste of the drink, but it tastes good. And it's so so healthy for you. It replaces your multivitamin, your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. Even old guys like me, um, you know, uh, try to take care of their bodies. Eh, maybe not so much. If a comprehensive solution is what you need and your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. Check it out. All right. Let's bring in Dan Rubin. So when I first saw this spread against Maryland, Dan, 19 and a half, I was like, whew, that seems a little high because I guessed – we, I do a show in Columbus on uh, Sunday mornings. We were guessing 15, 16 and a half, maybe something like somewhere around there. I saw 19 and a half. I'm like, then the more I thought about it, I was thinking, you know, like about a 20 point Ohio State victory sounds right to me. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Um, I don't think Ohio State's going to blow them out, but I do think they're going to win comfortably. Yeah, Maryland's football program, uh, if you're from where I'm from, <clears throat> excuse me, the DMV area, and you're not a Maryland grad, you are not raised to super respect Maryland football. Um, so when I see the spread, I thought it was too low personally for what I would think would happen. Um, if you notice the national voters are also a little reticent to give Maryland credit. I don't think they cracked the top 25 this week and they're four and zero with some impressive wins. And you could certainly make an argument 
especially this year, I would think, you know, about 18, 19 on, you could make an argument that Maryland's as good or better. But um, Ohio State at its best on a noon day, at its best is even a stretch. Noon kickoff, um, those are tough for the opponent, in my opinion. Um, They don't get that juice from the crowd of the night game to think you're going to slay Goliath. You're just going in there and getting overwhelmed. So uh, the spread is what it is. What you say? It was 16 and a half. 19 and a half. 19 and a half. I was thinking it would be 16 and a half, but it makes more sense to me now. It actually opened at 21. Someone said it opened to catch you between three touchdowns. You know what I mean? That's that. That's like a, that's like a five and a half when you're doing a one score game and you can't tell if it's going to go to, the 19 and a half is like they want you to bet on Ohio State winning by 20 or 21. So they're tempting you. And also yeah. people need to understand Ohio State is a national brand. So just like uh, Alabama spread, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys spreads, they're affected by how many people they know are going to bet on them. So they can get inflated. So obviously they're explosive. They're talented. Maryland is. Tunga Vailoa, they gave Ohio State fits last year. When they come to Columbus, they tend to get blown out, though, the Terps tend to. Every time they've been to Columbus, they've gotten blown out. They've given Ohio State a couple of really good games in College Park, 18, the Dwayne Haskins year, and obviously last year. Um, but, you know, Tunga Vailoa used to be a turnover machine. What I see now is he's still explosive, obviously, but now he's a veteran quarterback. You can see he's making less mistakes. He's not a turnover machine. So that's that makes them dangerous, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just like basing it too much on previous years because this is not the same Ohio State offense that's going to go out there and score 50 points a game like we're used to. They're going to rely more on their defense. But um, it'll be a good test because obviously we all know last year, Dan, the biggest you know Achilles heel for this Ohio State defense was giving up big plays, including against Maryland. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how they pass this test on Saturday. Uh, me too. And look, we've we've said the secondary is much improved. The eye test tells me it's much improved. Um, the personnel tells me it's much improved. And now this is going to be a game where, much like Western Kentucky, they are going to throw the ball a ton. He's actually in the pocket a lot more. The Western Kentucky quarterback and that whole offense is really based on just getting the ball out of his hands as quick as possible. Maryland is not like that. This is going to end up, and this is how it is now, I'm sorry. This is going to end up being a referendum on our pass rush again um, because they're going to have opportunities to get to the quarterback. I'm very confident in the secondary. Um, I think, you know, we do remember what a really good secondary looks like. It's not like this never been here. Um, so I have that vibe again of, the you know, there's not as much separation in the basic routes. Um, the opposing team is avoiding our number one corner again, which is a benefit. Um, I thought Igben Nosen struggled a little bit in the Notre Dame game, but generally speaking, I think the secondary is much improved. Um, and then it's going to be a matter of, can they pressure attack Viloa? What's interesting about Maryland is they, they have three running backs that give the ball to consistently. And all three of them are good sized dudes. Now I think the, the, the lightest one's about two ten. So they try and spread you out and then smash you inside a little bit. Um, I don't think that's going to be a particular good approach against Ohio State just because they have the bulk and the speed to handle it. But Maryland's offense is explosive. This is not a team you're probably going to shut out. Um, So we're going to get back. It's going to be the same stuff, Dave. 
Can the pass rush get home? Can the offense run it up? That's what everyone wants to see. Um, if we saw that a couple times, I mean, if we saw that this weekend, I think it would bode well going forward for sure. Yeah, let's look at that Ohio State uh, offense versus Maryland defense. I was looking at um, Phil Steele and Maryland's defense um, of three of their four starters are transfers. So, you know, including two, one from Florida State, one from Tennessee, and the other one was from a you know very small school, uh, uh, NC Central, North Carolina Central, um, and uh, from the FCS ranks. So, uh, and they hit a bunch of, they got a bunch of transfers on their O line too. So, a lot of unknowns up there. They haven't played anybody. You know, they played Towson to start the year off. They've played, uh, you know, Michigan State, who's a train wreck. Virginia's no good. Um, there was another bad team they played in there, and obviously they played Indiana last week. Um, I'm just curious to see if Ohio – but they do seem a little more stout up front than they've been, Maryland does, um, with these transfers. Um, I'm really curious to see if Ohio State can start moving in the right direction with this short yardage. I mean, it's a big problem. They, they better clean that up their short yardage woes on offense, so they're not going to achieve their goals this year, in my opinion. Broke up a little on me there. Uh, also, if um, you guys saw me chuckle. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so my, the thing is, I don't. Ohio State better clean up – the Ohio State's offense better clean up their short yardage woes, or they're not going to achieve their goals. They're not going to beat Penn State. They're not going to beat the team up north. They're not going to get to the playoff if they don't clean that up. If I was going to tell you what makes me nervous about Ohio State going forward, it's definitely the offensive line. Um, they've been good. Uh, it was our main concern coming in. I'm not sure. I'd like to say I think they can do that. I still have to see it. There's not another portion of the team or another unit that I don't now have confidence in and think it can handle it. The offensive line still got to prove it to me. Um I mean, keep in mind, when Ohio State's at its best, they're running the football at will. That's just, it's never, you can't really go back to a time when you felt super confident in Ohio State's offense and there wasn't a dominant run game. It's Ohio State. That's what they do. Whether it was, you know, J.K. Dobbins or even Trey Sermon at times, they were able to, like, and Trey Sermon was a transfer with a bad knee. And he's looking at the camera on national television because he's playing so well. So, that they need to get back that dominance, physical dominance of your opponent. That's part of Ohio State's brand. They're not a finesse team. At least we don't want to be. Um, so yeah, you've got to be able to line up on third and one. I've said that I went on a rant about short yardage last week. I do think third and one when we were growing up and third and one now is a completely different exercise, as evidenced by the uh Jalen Hurts push play and stuff. It's completely changed. It's very hard to get third and one now. It's the bane of every team I root for his existence. Um, there should be some way to do it more easily. But at Ohio State, you should have been able to go old school smash mouth. We recruited better than you, and we're going to smash you for one yard. Um, and you can tell Day wants to do that. He's done it at times to when well, he's banging his head into the wall. Um, but those guys up front have to get it done. And um, if they don't, it won't be the season we want. That's just, it's not that complicated. And that's on Justin Fry. And I believe in him, but there's two things. I think both things are true. I believe in him, but the jury is still very much out on Justin Fry. Very much still out, um, both as an O-line coach and as a recruiter. Again, if I'm betting, I think he, he when we look back on it, whenever his Ohio State career ends, we'll say, okay, he was a good O-line coach 
and he was a good recruiter. He's also the run game coordinator. So if anybody needs to figure out the short yardage situation, what's going on with the O-line and how those mesh together, the O-line coach slash run game coordinator would seem to be a good guy. So it's on him. He's making over a million dollars. Um, I want to get into that. I mean, like, you know, we'll see, and I, I do want to talk recruiting in a moment. Let's focus more now on how you feel about Fry as an O-line coach. Again, that story is to be written, Dan, but jury's still very much out on him. See, I have a hard time separating those two just because he didn't recruit the entire offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to – personally, this is how I evaluate it. Everyone's got their own, you know, way of doing things. It's got to be his group for me to really give him 100% of the pie chart. But I will agree, schematically, there have been a lot of times where it looks like the guys don't know what the heck they're doing. That actually bothers me. Um, you know, Mark Porter has broken down the film for us several times and put it out missed blocks, clear missed assignments. Um, that kind of stuff is unacceptable. Um, at Ohio State, you should not be making mental errors up front, um, pre snap penalties, et cetera. The recruiting side of it does feed into that because they got to be his guys. Now, that includes the transfer portal now, and that's one thing I want to stress. Your ability to kick butt in the transfer portal now is no longer like a fly. It is actually part and parcel of the job. So, for example, after this season, they need to evaluate the offensive line and go, if we can bring in someone better, we need to do it. Like, for example, I would have one person on my staff scouring the country right now at the best freshman and sophomore tackles who are at maybe a little bit of a smaller school or who have blossomed or who have outpaced their recruiting rankings coming in. And I would try and get them and it's best man in if Josh Simmons or if they can get someone better for next year, the way things work now, you got to go get them. Um, the, the gentleman, the left tackle at Youngstown state is an example of this. I don't think he's actually that caliber, but he's a guy who like, Played basketball in high school, grew, came to college. Now he's 6'9, 275, whatever. Look, man, if he's better than yours, you got to go get him. Um, and Justin Fry, look, he did not get Brandon Baker. We talked about this. I'm sorry to switch to recruiting, but that's a big deal. Um, so you're right. If anything, uh, the best grade I would think Justin Fry could get right now is incomplete. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm glad you brought up uh, recruiting. Let's get into it. Uh, you know. Mark Nave decommits more like Ohio State backed off of him. Um, you know, he, the dean said, uh, you know, basically that you can take that to the bank. And the dean, if anything, is, is very cautious to say things like yeah. that. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, that's no brainer. I mean, Mark Nave wouldn't have decommitted if, if he didn't know Ohio State backed off of him a little bit. Um, so get into that a little bit, your thoughts on that. And then, of course, Jordan Seaton looks like, you know, as the dean wrote, and, you know, he, he won't go as far as to say he feels good about it, but he knows Ohio State's very much in it. It feels like it's Ohio State and Bama are right there, maybe as the two favorites. There's other schools in the mix, but Buckeyes and Bama. I never like going head-to-head -head with uh, with Bama. Um, kid from D.C., he plays at IMG, so it's not really a kid from the South, I guess. Um, but still, I don't like going head-to-head. -head. If it becomes an Ohio State-Bama battle, I'm not a huge fan of that. But hopefully Justin Fry can get this done and get Jordan Seaton. And, and your thoughts on Mark Nave decommitting. Uh, let's take that in reverse order here. Mark Nave, uh, like you said, if the dean comes out and says it and it's even slightly negative, 
you should know that it's 100% accurate. I just don't think Mark was having a great year. Um, and, you know, when you take a commitment from a kid early, things can change. And um, I would see this as a positive from Ohio State standpoint in that, you know, you're not just in and, and can relax. You've got to continue to progress or they'll move on. So we got to give uh, Fry, I think, some kudos for that. Jordan Seaton did uh, – he is a D.C. dude from St. John's. Um, that's the high school of uh, Rakeem Jarrett, if anyone wants to remember, the guy we recruited for a while, in the WCAC. So they're playing DeMatha, which is Chase Young High, and they're playing Gonzaga, which is Caleb Williams High. So they played a tremendous schedule. And then he went to IMG, another tremendous schedule. When he was at St. John's, there was a time when Ohio State thought he was going to be a Buckeye. Then they had a falling out of some sort, and Jordan kind of got things, I think, back on track with his career, hence the move to IMG. And now Ohio State is back in it. You know, originally when they were talking to him, too, there was a lot of talk about him being a guard. And if you watch IMG play now, he is a left tackle all the way um, and an impressive one physically. He's one of those guys, you know, you uh, – I don't know if I want to reference this now because it's gotten kind of negative, but he's a blind side, you know, guy who fits the mold of the, you know, the prototype of the left tackle. So he would be an enormous pickup. He loves the recruiting process. Now let's be honest. He's been visiting. He's been to Colorado. I think he was at Tennessee this past weekend. And yes, Alabama is in the mix. I will say this. If you're going to be recruiting against Alabama, it's probably better to be doing it now um, than it was a few years ago, just because they aren't as impressive uh, eye test wise. Saban's getting up there and he's going to hear all the whispers and stuff like that. And when you're on the recruiting trail, recruiting trail, Larry Johnson can tell you about this approach from the others that they hear all the time. And also keep in mind, um, Alabama starts a true freshman at left tackle, Caden Proctor, a guy we recruited out of Iowa as well. So Jordan Seaton is not walking in there and getting a starting job. I'm not saying he would do it at Ohio State as well, but you can certainly tempt him with it more given the performance of the offensive line. So it's a huge recruitment. Um, like I said, uh, it's very disappointing that they weren't able to get Brandon Baker out of modern day in California. He went to Texas. I do think Ohio State probably finished second, which is – I'm not sure it's worth much. Um, and we all talk about the oil money and such. I mean, Mark Porter will tell you, Brandon Baker is as good as an offensive lineman as you will see on tape in a high school football game. Oh, I mean, it was – in the knife, Dan. It's just the oh. facts. You can go yeah. watch it. It's like you if you watch the tape on Baker, there's no way to sugarcoat the, the, the loss. It was a big-time loss. And, you know, Fry's from California. And when we were at the um, fundraiser, he, it was a, a Monday or a Tuesday. He was headed out that Wednesday to modern day. So the, that flight money towards the recruiting budget, we're not getting that back. Um, it's a big loss, man. But look, you get, into the, you get into the ring for these recruits, and they're the best of the best of the best. You got to come correct, and I guess ten, Texas did it better. I will say this, though. I would burn no bridges in recruiting now. If Brandon Baker goes to Texas and doesn't like his first few months there, Wants to go back into the portal. We need to stay on good terms with Brandon Baker because there's a second flow of recruiting now where guys you used to recruit um, could come up again, and those relationships will be important. So don't napalm the bridge. Tywone Malone, 
Antoine Jackson are a couple of examples. So far, Malone's not seeing the field, and Antoine Jackson did nothing after transferring here. But to your point, you never want to you never want to burn bridges with uh, these top recruits. So and I don't think they will. And I'm kind of getting sick of finishing as a runner up to Texas and big time recruits. Like, oh, I don't know, guy like Bijan Robinson, for example, just to use a random example there. Now, um, what Mark Porter's describing as just a uh, generational talent. That's too random. Yeah. Got to stop finishing as a runner-up to Texas and these these big-time recruits. All right, um, we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud and more in just a moment. So stick with us. Before we do that, Dan wants to tell you about one of our great sponsors that we've been talking about, Jonathan Green Grass Seed. Dan, the floor is yours. You all were supposed to have a honeydew weekend. We told you that this was your uh, your bye week, which you should have circled if you want to maintain a positive relationship with your significant other. Hey there, Buckeye fans. It's fall, which means two things. Football season and it's lawn care season. Fall is the best time to overseed your lawn. Dave has confirmed this. So if you haven't already, now is the perfect time. We recommend Jonathan Green Black Beauty Grass Seed because it's naturally dark green in color, has roots that can grow up to four feet deep, and is super drought tolerant. And here's the best part, Buckeyes fans. Jonathan Green is offering you 10% off your order on jonathangreen.com. So head over there now and use the code Bucknuts10 at checkout. Within just a few weeks, if you use it, you'll see thick, lush green grass that's the envy of your neighborhood. Say goodbye to bare spots and hello to a lawn that's the talk of the town. Visit jonathangreen.com and use coupon code Bucknuts10 to get 10% off your order of grass seed, lawn fertilizers, weed controls, and more. Jonathan Green, quality lawn since 1881. And if you guys saw me chuckle, it's because I realize what Dave has as his occupation underneath his name, so I apologize. He does notice that. Angry that's, Bengals that's fan. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, we have a question here from Jordan on YouTube. It's a big noon kickoff at Ohio State this Saturday. It sure is. It sure is. I, I, was, I was wrong. I'm like, it's going to be a, a couple of ranked teams, 5-0 and o ranked Maryland, 5-0 and o unranked Maryland. That's how much people think of their schedule, including Towson. Towson just doesn't get the love that you that I they, I think they deserve, Dan. I don't know what it is. It's Towson State, by the way. They that's one of those schools that draw it's like the schools that try and drop the state, and then you're like, who? And they're like, let's just put the state back in there so everyone knows what we're talking about. I'm familiar with a lot of those schools because like Wright State plays them in basketball yeah. sometimes. Not necessarily Towson State, but uh schools like that. Um all right. Um CJ Stroud. I mean, I can't believe it. Wow, I, you know, I <laughs> I think maybe, and I, we knew he was great. I feel like almost now, maybe we took him for granted a little bit. What he's doing with the Texans is unbelievable when you consider the lack of talent around him. And maybe it's better than people expected. It's still not like he's got like this all-star cast around him. Ironically, Nico Collins is his best receiver, and he's a Michigan guy. Um, you know, and they seem well-coached. But my goodness, they blew out the Steelers yesterday. And, and by the way, it was 30 to six, not six to 30. I, the inverted scores that people use now, it's like, stop doing that. Stop. You, if the score's 30 to six, you either won the game 30 to six or you lost it 30 to six. You didn't lose it six to 30. The Steelers lost 30 to six, but I digress. 30 to six against the Steelers in a game the Steelers were favored by. What were they favored by? Something like, I think like eight or something like that. CJ Stroud has been fantastic through all four games. Stroud has not gone into, though, a tremendously successful program. Even the offensive lineman the Texans had set up, he started one game, I know, already with four offensive linemen out. Nico Collins, 
Uh, nice receiver, but this is not uh, Jamar Chase, okay? It's not like he had and, – and let me just tell you something. There are times when you see someone do something one time and you're like, that's all I need to see. This is going to sound – I saw Michael Vick through one deep pass in a game after running. I'm like, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. The throw CJ made yesterday at the end of the game to Nico Collins when he's kind of running a deep out, if you can even call it, and he kind of hit him in stride. That's that's when you know. If, if you can come off your lap, dude, that was a dime. I mean, that was a dime. He CJ, I will tell you this. He also passes the look test. This is going to sound crazy. When you see a guy in college, and then he goes like, guess who doesn't pass the look test? And everyone Price young. Exactly. He, what, the, what did the kids say? Too yeah. small. They He's just too small. Yeah. Mouse in the house. Okay. Post him up. My son is 6'1. He would take Bryce Young to the post. Yes. And your, son's a, your son's a good college basketball player, though. Still, still, I could not get over how little the guy looks. CJ looks even taller than he did at Ohio State. Okay. He's never he been a 6'3. Right. And and Bryce, Young, Bryce Young's 5'10 on, on stilts. No, not on stilts. He's probably more like 5'9. He's also, it'd be one thing if he was 5'10, but like, Sturdy, he's like five ten and like narrow. It's just Tyler Murray is a fire hydrant. Exactly, it didn't work with him. Who were the Panthers thinking? He would have been fired. He would have been the first quarterback in NFL history his size to make it at that. Even going back, even guys like Fran Tarkenton were bigger than that. Not much. Be fair. (laughs) Most go back and you can Google this. Go back and read the National Pundits what they said. Muppet. Many, many people that I really can that I really respect on the draft liked Young better than Stroud, and I just could not believe it. Pattern recognition is a big deal in predicting things. It who's going to draft the smallest person ever to play quarterback? Like I said, Kyler Murray is built like a fire hydrant, and has been a one man show wherever he's been. Okay, he was not at Alabama. Although he got to Oklahoma, I guess the talent there is pretty good, but. No, I can't believe it. And um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you who else is bummed out is Panthers fans. And that's how you get fired. Um, yes. That's really how you get fired. When the guy right – by the way, the quarterback pick after Stroud is also better than Bryce Young. You think the Colts would trade Anthony Richardson from Bryce Young straight up right now? Heck no. No so, way. Guess no. what? Bryce Young is 5'10". The other two dudes are not guys you would ever want to fight ever. Okay. Richardson and Stroud are big dudes. Look at, if you have a chance, go back and watch D'Amico Ryan's in the post game yesterday, all fired up. Stroud is standing right up front. Yes, sir. No, sir. And he's six, three, six, four. He looks like an NFL quarterback. Bryce Young looks like someone got a pass for their little brother to come in the locker room. That doesn't work. And also just physically it's physics. He he's getting hit by the biggest, strongest, meanest 28-year-olds on planet Earth. That hurts. Your body needs to be able to stand up to that. He just does not have the frame for it. So, no, that was a, a major debacle. And uh, I actually think I would let my children wear a Texans jersey if it said Stroud on the back. 
Yeah, it's it's fun. We're I think we're and Justin Fields played really well yesterday, and I think most of what's going on with the Bears is just terrible coaching. And oh my god! Although they do have DJ Moore, it's not like it's as bad as it was last year. But good to see Fields um, have a really really good game yesterday. Of course, you know, of course the Bears still lost. Had nothing to do with Fields. Fields balled out. I'm convinced if you put Justin Fields, especially as he gets more experience, if you put him on a good team with a good defense, good O line, I still think he can be a good NFL quarterback. But CJ looks like he's going to be the first star quarterback from Ohio State, and I'm here was, for it. I was bummed out that the Cowboys picked up Trey Lance because I wanted them to do that next year with Fields. Um, right. I'm serious. I'm dead maybe serious. The Bengals, maybe the Bengals will if the Bears give up on him there. Now, now you've done it. Now you've done it. They need a your they blog need a, and, and your 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 fans of your Bengals love are going to be on your case. You do not turn on St. Joe, Dave. No, 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 no. No, as a as a back. No, I meant if the Bears gave up. No, I'm not bringing Justin Fields oh, in as okay. a starter. I meant as a as I might in case, in case something weird would happen where Joe Burrow would have like let's just say something random like a calf injury where he'd be like a shell of his former self. He can't yeah. run, and people are like, oh. That's a big part of Joe Burrow's game is avoiding the rush, getting a cheap first down with his legs. He can't go left. He can't do anything right now. He can't so, run to his left. And they and, and what are they going to do, put Jake Browning in there? And I know Justin Fields is not going to be a backup quarterback this early in his career, but, like, in a fantasy world, I would love the Bears to give up on him. And, the you know, he, that happens. Have him as, as Joe Burrow's backup for a year just in case. Anyway, um, Kyle McCord, I want to get into that to finish the show. Um, curious to get your thoughts just – Four games in, he's got that the you know one of the most memorable drives in Ohio State history already under his belt. Um, so I'm curious what he's going to be moving forward. He doesn't need to be CJ Stroud. He won't be exactly. CJ Stroud. But this defense is the best we've seen since 2019. Just kind of what what do you what have you seen so far from McCord and and uh, kind of what do you expect moving forward from him? I'll go general to specific here, kind of to piggyback on what you said before. We have to be. Uh, when I say this out loud, it doesn't feel as, as, as doable. When I say that buck nuts that we have to be rational about this, but he is following some good quarterbacks now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not even just Stroud. And I think if you were to pull buck nutters as who the best quarterback at Ohio state was, I think fields might edge out Stroud in terms of uh, what people thought of them. He was a tremendous player. People, NFL fans who didn't follow Justin Fields in college think he was a running quarterback. He didn't run for an entire season. They literally didn't run him because they were afraid of the Gunner Hoke era kicking in. I don't understand it. He threw like, what was the what was his touchdown to interception ratio his first year here? I think he threw like two or three interceptions. And one of them, they took the fault of in the press conference. And the other one, we all know it wasn't his fault. The lobby turned the wrong way in the end zone. That's right. So he's a passer. He just needs to be surrounded by, you know, if you go from college to the pros, and I'll say this might happen even if you're a lawyer, and you have a worse coach, a worse offensive line, and worse receivers than you actually had at the lower level, you're not going to do as well. That's my prediction for you. Kyle McCord, I I could not be more impressed so far. Starting with this, I trust Ryan Day with quarterbacks, just like I am with Heartline with receivers. Who am I to say Ryan Day doesn't know what he's doing at quarterback, given what he's done since he's been here? People forget there were no first-round draft picks in the Big Ten at quarterback since Kerry Collins, and now it's routine. You don't just have your first-year guy go to New York. That's not common. You definitely don't have it happen three times in a row, okay? 
That does not happen. So you have to give, like we said, the benefit of the doubt today. So I did feel it was in there because he was Day's guy, right? So he's had one chance under real pressure so far, and he came through with flying colors. So you can either think this is who he is, or you can think that was beginner's luck. I choose to, based on what I said before about his lineage, he was not an under-recruited guy now, people, okay? He's a super highly rated quarterback, and you can see when he's dialed in, he's got plenty of arm strength. That's not an issue. He just needs some reps. Um, I got total confidence in Kyle McCord. I literally watch. Kyle McCord will be a better pro quarterback than Sam Hartman. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Sam Hartman's like about six feet tall, six one. I know, but people were scared of him. I was too. Yeah, I called him a great college quarterback. Yeah. I'll back off of that. He's a good college quarterback, but he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, maybe he'll latch on. I didn't think Sean Clifford would be even a backup or would get drafted. What the Packers take him in like the fourth round? I was like, what are they doing? Sean Clifford, you're going to take <laughs> there's zero chance he's going to make it in the NFL. Like as Ohio State fans, we're all like. Going into a Penn State game, well, one of the reasons we feel good about it is Penn State's got Sean Clifford. He actually right. did, I think, pretty well in last year's game, if I remember. But um, I couldn't believe the Packers draft. He's 26. Him. And he's not good. I mean, I don't get it. Whatever. I know how. All right. I'm with you on McCord, though. I'm, I've, I've been impressed. And, I, and he's just going to get better. And he's got now he's got that that big drive, that big win under his belt. That's going to – reminds me of Bobby Hoying. Um, when he got that big win against Washington, when Washington was a big deal in 93, Hoying was a sophomore, third-year sophomore. And not that he got it going that year, but that elevated Hoying's career and his um, his confidence. So, uh, And Dave, with the bye week, I'll interrupt you, with the bye week, he was just walking around campus for two weeks. It just says, the man. Whereas before that, it was like, I don't know. And right. allow yourself to dream for a little bit here. Do you think socially it works well for you if you're the quarterback at Ohio state and you just gain national attention for your excellence. Is that a fun two weeks to have on campus? You think when you're like walking to class, oh, I'm a little bit late for class. Oh, I mean, I can't, I told you the story before. One of my friends took his um, daughter on a college visit there and saw JK Dobbins walking across campus on a sunny day and a tank top. And he sent me a picture and said, do you think he struggles socially? Um, no. So I, I allowed myself to dream for a little bit there. Yeah. Big man on campus that, that, I mean, Kyle McCord, it must've And now they got cars that no one has to look around. Second. Yeah. Holy oh, cow. I don't know if he already, ha- I don't know if he had a, has a girlfriend. Um, but if, if he doesn't, uh, he's gonna, I'm sure he's got his, his pick right now. He's got plenty of, uh, of young ladies that would like to be, uh, latched up with Kyle McCord. Right Team McCord. Strong, strong. Yeah, yeah, yep. Good for him. Good for him. Team Brown, strong. Team, you know, Simmons, strong. It's probably just good to be a a Buckeye football player at such a place. Just keep it going against Maryland, Kyle. You don't want to make these Ohio State girls take their Ohio State football seriously. They take it seriously. So don't don't go out there against Maryland and lay it. eh? Go out there and tear it up. All right, great stuff from Dan Rubin. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, we're trying to get to 10,000 subscribers before this Maryland game. We're closing in. So if you're not already subscribed, you're watching on YouTube, you like the show, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Um, appreciate you guys very much. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.